The draft is coming on, and the Chicago Bears have gotten their grades now from the analysts that analyze the draft. How did they grade the Chicago Bears draft? We're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about Ryan Poles' comments on the center position and ask the question, are there any other veteran edges out there that the Bears could, could potentially target with the remaining time left in free agency? We're going to get into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. All right, Bears fans, welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. And so before we get into the grades for the draft that the Bears have, we're going to talk about Ryan Poles' comments on the center position. Now, many people, me included, thought that the Bears would go after uh, centers in this draft, and I honestly was completely kind of surprised that the Bears passed on Luke Whipler, uh, but a lot of teams did, so maybe there is some issues there. His agent, whoever convinced him to come out as early as what he did, uh, he may need to, you know, think about firing them going forward, but the Bears did not really go after the center position, and Ryan Poles was asked about that, and he said this, for right now, I feel good with Cody and Lucas both as leaders, leaders and players. Uh, they both played at that position really well in the past. Now, this is true. We've talked about it before. Cody Whitehair, the last time he played center, basically primarily, he was a he was a pro bowler. And so when you look right now at the Bears starting offensive line, the offensive line that we knew coming into the season, we wanted to see drastically improve, right? With the acquisition of Nate Davis, we have Braxton Jones, Tevin Jenkins, Cody Whitehair at center. We have uh, Nate Davis at right guard and Darnell Wright, our rookie, projected to be the starting right tackle. And so when you look at that lineup, it's drastic. The fact that no Sam Mustafer is on that in that lineup at all right there is improved. But when you look at Nate Davis as well, at a veteran, mo- moving Whitehair to that center position, our offensive line is improved. I don't think anybody can deny it's improved. Now, it may have not improved in the ways that some Bears fans would have wanted it to into that level. But then when you factor in Dell Kramer, who we really didn't get a look at at all last season, and the fact that the Bears still are really high on him, Lucas Patrick, if he can stay healthy as well, Um, We have some depth on that offensive line already factored in. And so, you know, the the offensive line is going to be improved. Now, do those improvements pay off in a meaningful way to where Justin Fields is given the time that he needs? And also, some of his decision-making time needs to come down as well. He needs to hold on to the ball for less time. But I do think that will come with just feeling a little bit more confident in your offensive line's ability to, 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 to protect you. So, you know, Yes, the offensive line is improved. And, you know, I, I hate hearing and seeing some Bears fans act like there have been no improvements because we didn't get the names that people wanted us to go out. Ryan Poles impacted and he changed the, that, that offensive line. And when you really look at it, we have a fairly young offensive line. Tevin Jenkins, Braxton Jones, Darnell Wright, specifically in that. Uh, Nate Davis is not at all old by any stretch of the imagination. Still has a lot of years left on his career as well. I like the growth that we have there. And you still factor in you know, some of the other players that we still have out there, that Larry Borm, right, and the J. Tyree Carters, and can they still develop and be at least solid rotational pieces? Alex Leatherwood's still here as well. And while he, he wasn't 100% healthy and did not look anything shockingly good in his time in the Bears uniform, go back to his rookie year. He showed some flashes there. So Ryan Poe seems very confident in that offensive line and that, you know, enough's been done at least right now to where we're going to have some improvements there. Let's see if those improvements pay off by better protection for our quarterback and we don't have a quarterback that's running for his life night in and night out like we had last time. Let's hope that that's the case, right? Let me know what you guys think on it. Are you as confident in this offensive line as it seems like Ryan Poles is specifically at that center position 
Or do you think there still needs to be some things done on that offensive line? But all right, let's move on from that. So the biggest story, of course, of the weekend was the NFL draft. And one of the biggest stories to come out of that was the Bears passing on on, uh, Jalen Carter, who was there. The rumors were all over the place with Jalen Carter. Some saying that the Bulls will not, I mean the Bulls, the Bears will not let uh, Jalen Carter get past them at number nine, right? And But that proved to be false. The Bears, uh, after the draft, it came out that the Bears did not have Jalen Carter basically on their board. And I know some people have issues with that. But they went out and they got a right tackle that is young, that some people say could end up being the best tackle in this, in this draft when it's all said and done, right? Now, it's Lewis Reddick. And some other people who've said that, but again, the fact of the matter is they went out and with their first overall pick, they ended up netting DJ Moore, a, uh, a weapon and protection for their quarterback in Darnell Wright, right? That's what they went out and did with the number one overall pick and still got an additional first, an additional second. They, they the, the benefits of what they got out that first round pick aren't even all given to us yet. I like what the Bears did in the draft. Me, C-Dub, and Bobby had our episode yesterday in which we gave our grades to the Chicago Bears. I gave a B uh, plus. I think uh, C-Dub gave them a B minus, and, and Bobby was right there with this as well. But let's see what the experts gave the Chicago Bears for their draft. And I know that Bears fans are taking the post on that, and I think I'm going to put a poll here on the community tab as well to hear how, people's, how people feel about it. But the experts, let's look at it. USA Today has graded the Bears draft a B plus. Quoting this, it wasn't sexy. Three of their top four picks were linemen, most notably first-round offensive tackle Darnell Wright, and Dean Ryan Poles might ultimately regret the midseason deal for Claypool, which cost him the top pick in the second round. But overall, saying it's not sexy, but we got pick, we we got the picks, and those picks project to be starters. NFL.com gave us a minus, saying this: Chicago received a bounty for, for from the Panthers for the number one pick then traded down one spot to in the first round whilst getting a lineman it needed in right. Dexter and Pickens boasted the defensive line when on their game, and Stevenson could start as a rookie. The value of trading a second-rounder for receiver uh, Chase Claypool to be determined. That's still what we're seeing. The value that the Bears could have gotten out of that 32nd overall pick, man, that's major there. It could come back to bite the Bears in their ass. ESPN.com gave the Bears a B plus, and Mel Kuyper quoted this. Chicago had been connected with Darnell Wright for months. I matched this one in my two mock draft, mostly because of it of the gaping void at right tackle. Wright is the best right tackle in this class, a 333-pound lineman who started 42 games in college. He's ready to play right now. Again, everybody seems to primarily love that pick that we got in Darnell Wright. Pro Football Focus graded the Bears a B plus, quoting this, Wright fills needs for the Bears, but he is just the 22nd, ranked player on PFF draft board. He produced a PFF grade of just 71.4 in 2020, but has some really good reps on tape where he just overpowers people. Dexter, 40, uh, 4.88 second 40-yard dash at 6'6", six six, 318 pounds, ranked 83rd percentile amongst interior defenders in Pro Football Focus's database. So again, Pro Football Focus, another outlet favorable to the Chicago Bears. Touchdown wire, graded the Bears in A. Stating this, the Bears had all kinds of needs along their offensive line, and he started this by trading down with the Eagles to get right the best offensive tackle in this class. Again, another one that ranks Darnell Wright very high. Sporting News gave the Bears an A. Sports Illustrated gave the Bears a B. Uh, uh, Pro Football Network gave the Bears a B plus. The Ringer gave the Bears an A. Right. So overall, it seems like right now there are that the 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 overwhelming majority. Of, of the view as far as experts is that the Bears did damn 
good in, in, their, in their draft, and they got what was needed. And when you look at the pick of Darnell Wright, when you look at the pick of uh, Javon Dexter, right, those are dogs. And then you, you throw in Pickens on top of that, and Tyreek Stevenson, we got hard hitters, dogs that all could start. Those first four players could all start for the Chicago Bears on day one. They all graded pretty well. Also, in their draft and what they did, the Bears got a haul. And then that's just talking about the top four. You look at what we got in, in Roshan Johnson as well and what he could potentially turn into. And people saying the Bears got a steal in round four with him and what he can turn into pass blocking, running, catching the ball out of the backfield, bringing a skill set that the Bears don't have right now with their current, I mean, their running back room. Then on top of that, we get Tyler Scott, who is a speed demon. Does have some issues with drops. Let's see if that fixes itself over the course of his NFL career. But there's some promise there in him as well. And then Noah Sewell. Like, this is the guy that it's expected that he's probably going to move to edge. And if that does happen, that shores up. The Bears did not get an edge in this draft. But when you look at Noah and what he can bring, um, he, stu- he struggles in pass coverage. But he gets he's a great pass rusher at that linebacker position. And there is some talk that he could absolutely be moved to the edge, and if that happens, hey, we'll see what the, what, the, what the sky's the limit for that one. The Bears got quality in almost every one of their draft picks, and I like what they did in this draft. I know not everyone's going to be as high on it, and you don't have to be. And as I've said before, it's not about the name per se. It's For me, it's about what the production ends up being on the football field, and let's see how these guys produce for this team going forward. Now, one of the biggest question marks that did not get answered in this, while the Bears did get their three-tech, they didn't get their edge, right? They didn't get the player that they hoped they were going to be able to get on that edge or that many, many um, Bears fans thought they were going to go after on the edge. And I want to present some veteran uh, free agent targets that the Bears could pursue uh, with, with free agency left that they could go after. First one I want to talk about is Edge Frank Clark. This is another vet that the Bears could go after. Hasn't gotten a deal this far in the free agency. One-year uh, prove-it-deal candidate he could be. Uh, Jadavion Clowney is another one that they that the Bears could pursue. Um, who seems like every year he's a he's a late signing. Um, that he's a free agent, and so but he brings some positivity. He can come in. He could be a great number two pass rusher. Not anything you, that you're going to want to bet on as your de facto the pass rusher, but he does bring some things in that pass rush that can he, he can absolutely help with. And then Yannick Ngakwe, right? This is another player that going into free agency, a lot of us thought that it was going to be tailor-made for him to come in and come to the Chicago Bears. Considering he hasn't gotten a deal that he would like, seemed like he wanted and hoped he was going to get more money out in free agency than what he got. This is another veteran that the Bears could go after and pursue to help shore up that edge position a little bit more. And then, of course, not a free agent, but the Chase Young conversation, right? If all if it, what it takes is a second or third round pick, which has been rumored, to get Chase Young, I think that the, at this point, the Bears should do it. I did not initially want them to go after Chase Young if it meant giving up their picks in this draft just because of some of the talent that projected to be around there. But if you can give up one of your future's second or third round picks and get Chase Young and add a young player who, yes, has injury concerns, but you can bring in a young player, fits this timelines, brings a skill set that is needed that really can add that, that, that finish on top to what we project to have on our defensive line, it can bode well for the Chicago Bears. The biggest question is, are they willing to part with that? Ryan Poles, he projects future and present, right? And he likes to be able to have assets in the future in case something goes left. And so I don't know if I necessarily see him coming off of that, off those future assets. But, hey, you gave up a second rounder 
for Chase for Chase Claypool. Now, does that make you less or more likely to try to give up a similar, probably level pick again for for a position of need? Right. It really depends on how Ryan pay, Ryan Poles, not Pace. God knows how Ryan Poles really evaluates the talent of adding Chase Young, especially considering he's going to be looking to get paid soon. And as we know, Ryan Poles with that with that salary cap is very protective over that, and he may be a little bit hesitant to bring in somebody who you're going to have to potentially attach long-term money to here short sooner rather than later. That's kind of my thoughts on everything. Let me know what you guys think on everything down below. That is it for today's episode of Chicago Bears Central. Make sure you follow the show at Shy Bears Central on every social media platform. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, Central at gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and or voicemail for our mailback episodes, the number to do so, 773-242-9336. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related because of you guys. And like I like to end every episode on, go Bears. No, sorry. Bear down. Love you guys. <laughs> Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.